let's do a little bit more previewing of tomorrow's big employment print. For that, let's go to the team at LinkedIn. Guy Berger is back with us, PhD and principal economist at LinkedIn. Guy, always great to have you here. And I love the timing of your monthly workforce report because I feel like it's not a coincidence. It comes right out before, one day before the employment report. Absolutely not a coincidence, Oliver. <laughs> All right, so what did you guys learn the past month? Well, so, you know, in our data, we saw hiring go up by about 3%, season adjusted, 2.9 to be exact. It's up 30-something percent from a year ago, which is not surprising. The job market's in much better shape. It's up a fair amount from the end of, of last year. But, you know, if, if you really look at it, a lot of those big gains are now in the rearview mirror. It's kind of moved sideways, to be perfectly honest, since the spring. And so, you know, I think we're in a stage where the job market is moving in the right direction, but it's not zooming ahead the way it was a year ago. And so it's interesting to think about whether we're sort of at a plateau hmm. or whether there's just a pause before things pick up again toward the end of the year. Uh, have you uh, discovered any uh, uh, correlation between your data and uh, either the employment or jobless or any of the kind of traditional metrics? What do you think is the uh, you know connection between what you're seeing and your sample size, which is pretty darn big? I mean, you guys got 100 million plus people on LinkedIn. Yeah, 100 million plus just in the U.S. alone. And I think wow. what we've seen is definitely, you know, what, what's happened, you know, is this great reshuffle where you've seen hiring one side of the employment ledger really pick up along with a part of the other half, which is quits. And I think that's really powering. People are just moving a lot more from job to job than they were a year ago. Transitions, uh, people ending jobs, starting jobs are above where they were uh, before COVID. And on top of that, uh, in July, for example, 56% of those transitions were switching industries. So like this huge churn that we hear about is definitely happening. And even sectors like recreation and travel that were really struggling, hiring and recreation and travel in our data is up more than 50% relative to pre-COVID. The sector's like scrambling to, to put, you know, put bodies and seats to be able to, to, to meet the needs of consumer demand, even with Delta Wave going on. So uh, the quits, uh, guy, just come back to that for a sec, because this is yeah. what I think is really interesting is if we do get a, a miss on the overall uh, additional jobs, is it possible that could be happening because uh, there it's not happening because there's not jobs available, right? I mean, like that we know there yeah. are is 10 million out there. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely true. I mean, layoffs are super low and a lot of these hires are people that are already working. That are leaving one job for another and hmm. you know if you think about it in terms of like how non-farm payrolls works it's a net number it doesn't really capture gross flows and so a quit that happens the same month as a hire it does not impact non-farm payrolls at all and i think that's actually a key part of this is you know even though the job market is not at the stage where it was before COVID, in terms of unemployment rates still being a little elevated prime working age employment being a little lower than it was they still have a ways to go but they're moving definitely pretty quickly in the right direction the amount of job switching we're seeing is is higher than at the same point last cycle. Hmm. I think that's pretty remarkable. And uh, do you think that is just a, a kind of an offshoot of our COVID kind of rare dynamics here, or is there a macro conclusion from that? If it's not, is it apples to apples looking at that compared to previous pre-COVID years, or what do you think we could draw from that information? I think it's actually, you know, we talk all the time when we talk about like manufacturing and, and logistics, like these supply bottlenecks and sort of the, the global economy 
and supply chains sort of shaking out of their slumbers and trying to respond to a lot of demand from consumers and businesses. I think that that this high amount of churn is sort of the labor market equivalent of that. The labor market sort of trying to change shape, trying to demobilize from the pandemic and trying to in a short span of time. And that's causing way more job switching than we'd normally see. Okay, so the job switching, I mean, the shuffling around, um, are yeah. they shuffling towards net higher paying jobs? Is that uh, uh, apparent, evident, observable? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and honestly, if you, one of the things that I think that was really interesting in last month's BLS report that didn't get talked about as much, um, you know, I think a few months ago we were all worried, you know, labor force participation, you know, is not recovering, it was, even as we're adding all these jobs and even as the unemployment rate is going down. If you look at prime working age, 25 to 24 age Americans, um, labor force participation for those folks has gone up a lot in the last two months. And I think it's really like showcasing this thing that like with employers like beating down on people's doors, offering more money, offering lots of perks, including some weird ones we've never thought of, like, you know, pet health insurance, um, you know, hmm. people are coming back into the workforce to take advantage of that. All right. Now, as far as uh, the specific areas, you mentioned some of these uh, specific places that uh, have gotten this boom over boon from the COVID dynamics over the past year. I mean, if we do have or let me ask it this way, rather, if the number tomorrow varies by a large degree from the expected median estimate, what do you think is responsible for that? Like, what's the flex category here? Is it still just going to be travel, anything related to airlines uh, or maybe education? Yeah, it's these sectors that still have a lot of catch up to go. I think that one of the reasons we're seeing recreation travel boom so much is just the sector shrinks so much, laid off so many workers. A lot of those workers aren't, you know, aren't there to just be rehired right now. Mm. Um, and as a result, the sector really has to scramble. So there's more room to go. And it's possible, you know, even with Delta potentially, you know, normally like causing some hesitancy that an employer there says, you know what, this wave is going to wind down. There may even be more waves in the future, but I can't sit and wait given this game musical chairs to hire workers. All right, well, looking at some of the percent changes here, still uh, in favor of transportation, logistics, uh, construction yeah. in the mix there, finance too. Guy, really love the report. Always a very helpful way to, for us to think about tomorrow. Appreciate you being here. Glad to be here. Thanks, Oliver. Sure thing. Guy Berger is a PhD and principal economist at LinkedIn.